Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Uh, thank you for coming back listening to us watching our YouTube channel. I have Ray in London. I've got Steve in London. Jam in Connecticut, Cam in Florida. Um, we're here to talk about the post-match analysis for the 3-0 defeat at Manchester City. Uh, before we get Cam to give us some stats, I'm going to go through the teams. So it's Lloris in goal, Tanganga, Sanchez, Dyer, Davies, Hoybier, Undombele, Lamella, Lucas, Sun, Kane. So Cam, over to you for some match stats. Well, no surprises today for everybody. I mean, I've already given stats about Manchester City and our performance in the past. But um, possession-wise, they had 61%, we had 39%. I think a lot of our possession came in the last 10 minutes. So the stats look better than they probably were. And in the first half, we only had about 24% possession. Um, Shots-wise, they had 15 shots. We had seven. They had six on target. We had three. They had four corners. We only had two. And fouls, we were more or less both the same. They, they gave, gave away 12. We gave away 13. Um, one more thing I'd like to say about the stats is that in terms of player ratings, um, as judged by all the people who have ranked our players on the BBC website, the highest... Uh, player rating for a Spurs player was actually Gareth Bale at 4.9, followed by Kane at 4.73. Uh, no surprises that Gundogan got the Man of the Player of the Match award. Okay, excellent. Thanks for that, Cam. Steve, let me come to you now. Uh, what an absolutely drastically bad performance by you know by the team. I mean, the whole team played really badly, didn't they, Steve? I think you're right. Uh, it's difficult to find any um, sort of any nugget of inspiration out of that performance. Uh, I think Lloris played badly. He certainly should have got the first goal. He nearly made the penalty, which um, is good. It's good that he managed to get his hand there. And under different circumstances, he may have saved it. But nevertheless, we didn't really deserve to get anything out of this game. I, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, where, where you start. Um, I, I don't know why we didn't have Toby there. I think we needed him. We needed him for passing. Um, I, 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 I despair, really. I think poor old Harry was... Uh, he didn't have a good game either, but he was trying. And in the end, he was trying to do too much. He would try and dribble. In effect, dribble to try and get a scoring opportunity rather than pass it. Son was anonymous. Uh, I think Hoybier needs a rest. He needs a couple of weeks off. Um... And Dombele was pretty non-existent, although he nearly dribbled all the way through in the first um, the first half and got a goal. And of course, Harry actually had a pretty good shot for um, uh, the free kick. And in fact, the rest of us oh, watching, yeah. the, watching the game were saying, please don't let Harry take it. We know he's no good at free kicks, then he almost scores. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. You can't have everything. But there's, I, I can't see what we get from this, really, um, other than that Man City will beat a lot of other teams 3-0 as well this season. Okay, Steve, thanks for that. Um, Cam, let me come to you before I go to Jam. Tell us what you thought about some of the players. I mean, from my point of view, and I'll talk about it, a lot of really, really bad performances there. But what do you think? Well, I mean, I think that uh, um, whoever did say there was a clown missing from the circus was surely talking about Maurice. Uh, unbelievable. I, I totally disagree with Steve about him getting... You get to the ball on a penalty. Uh, the second time he's got to a ball and he's palmed it back into the net. Where, what, what has he got? Has he got like a rubber wrist or something? Because if he's going to get that full, which he got a big hand to that penalty, he should have been able to palm it around the corner or get do something better than that. I thought he was at fault for the, um, 
first goal. I thought, to some extent, he was at fault for the second goal. I thought his handling all the way through was atrocious. His distribution was atrocious. I mean, Sanchez really did live up to his reputation. The way that he was owned by Gundogan was a was an embarrassment for anybody. I mean, if Steve had done that to me on a five-a-side pitch, I think I'd take him aside afterwards and probably give him a, a kick in the uh, nether regions because that was embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing. And Dombele, I'm going to say this again, and I, I really feel strongly about it. He gave us absolutely nothing, and he hasn't given us anything for more than half of the season. And I just can't see what everyone's going on about. His dribbling of that ball, his passing of the ball, uh, it results in absolutely nothing. He ran into a player, Steve. He, he might have gone into the box, but he ran into a player. The only time I saw a bit of spark or a bit of hope was when they put, put Delhi on and he put Bale on, uh, who had nothing to lose. And I thought that they actually gave us a bit more possession. Bale had a fantastic strike. Um, and uh, I mean, we had we looked like a team again, I, and I just don't think that the players uh, were felt didn't feel to me like this was a football team playing against a uh, professional uh, Premiership team. We looked awful, probably one of the worst performances, and I don't think City ever got out of second gear, to be honest, ever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before I give my two pennies, I'm going to come to Jam in Connecticut. Hi, Jam. Um, tell us what you thought about all these. I want you to talk about the players that really had bad games and why you thought they were really bad. I mean, the thing is, I, I don't. I, it was expected. This match is going to come in, you know, and it's, it's not like anything new. I don't. I, I don't think they were as worse as they were have been in any of the other matches in, in the previous, you know, what, four or five weeks. Um, you know, Sanchez had had an awful match, but having said that, it was probably his best match in a long time. Just going to say that, you know, he defended at times well. Other times, she does exactly what you expect Sanchez to do, which is be, you know, Bambi on ice. Um, Hoiberg definitely needs a rest. Poor man. How can he keep going? Um, it, and it's, it's, it must be like so disheartening looking around you and you know we're going to lead goals. So it looks like no one else trusts anyone else on the pitch where you get situations where they're just going to run for everyone else instead of trying to pass or, or no one's making runs expecting a ball to come to them. And it's it's just it's it's really sad, and there's a real low at the moment at the club, and um, I I don't know how it's going to change. I just don't know. Okay, thanks, Jan. Um, from my point of view, you know, I don't know where to start. I think they were all rubbish. I mean, Lloris should have left last season. I don't know how that he's stealing a living at Tottenham. He makes a couple of decent saves, and people think he's he's a World Cup winner. So what? He's also did the howler in the World Cup, and then he let Croatia back into it. So he should be gone straight away. Um, Davis is a championship player at best. He's never a Premier League player. The only guy who had a decent game was Tanganga, I thought, right back. So, yeah. But we'll come on to that in the good section. But in terms of bad section, Dyer, we all know my feelings about Dyer, useless. Sanchez, despite the fact Steve thinks he's the best thing since sliced bread, I think he's useless. Then Dombele is even worse. I mean, he's getting actually going, he's regrading. I mean, I can't remember the word, but he's going backwards. <laughs> he's, he's getting worse every game now. Yeah. Uh, a great player, needs a rest. Harry Kane and Sonny, I wouldn't be surprised they'd leave because they're wasting the time here. Lucas Mora, again, to use oh, one of Cam's yeah. phrases, was a headless chicken. And Lamella, he has his one good game for the season and now he's absolutely useless. So that's where we are, you know. This team is a shambles. It's not even a team. It's a group of 11 people cobbled together to try and achieve something. And it's just, it's just, Disgusting. He's rotten to the core of the team. And this is what Potts tried to do. He tried to rebuild it, but Levy wouldn't give him the money to do it. And now Jose's got the same issue. So, anyway, 
we've had a bitch about all the bad players, and we know the bad players. Let's talk about some of the bright sparks now. I'm going to come to uh, Jam first. Tell us some of the people. I know it's, it won't take you long, but tell us some about the good good performances that we had in this match. Like like you said right there, it will not take long. Uh, it was nice to see Bell come on and actually. Do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It was nice to see. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's like him going back at Mourinho for what he said. But, you know, having said that, Mourinho clearly is trying to play a media game, trying to draw attention to something else. And it really, there's a much bigger issue at Tottenham Hotspur than what Bale is doing, in my opinion. And if Bale was really that bad in training, he would not have come on at any point in the match. So, you know, that's my, my opinion on the whole Mourinho-Bale situation. Uh, Daly, I'm happy Daly's been reintegrated into the team. Um... He's same old Dell, you know. I think if he had three or four matches in a row, he he could he could do something. But right now, he looks a little off the pace. He's trying things, but he he's not there yet. Um, really, other than that, Tanganga, great to see him at right back. You know, it's a, it's a shame that we buy a right back for fifteen million in the summer, and and our best right back is um you know an academy central defender. Yeah. So that's really Tottenham all over it. Um. Other than that, you know, I'm not even going to say Kane or Son or anyone like that did anything particularly impressive because it, it, it was a disheartening performance from everyone else. Okay, Jan, thanks. Steve, what were the few uh, comforts, sort of strands of comfort you got from that? We're clutching at straws, but tell us. No, none at all. No, no, no. I, I would agree, actually. Um, Tanganka was our, was our best player. Um, he's clearly ahead of Doherty. I think as well, in this game, he was probably better than having Aurea there because of his um, composure and being sensible in dangerous situations, uh, which I think Aurea wouldn't have been. Although I think Aurea probably would have brought us something going forward. So Tanganka was really the only positive. I can't take anything else from it, really. Okay. Uh, the only other thing I'd say, Ray, is I think what Davis, um, I accept that he's probably a championship player, is he didn't give up. He didn't give up at all. He kept going, he kept blocking, and he kept trying. And I think Son could have helped him out a bit more. And if you're up against Sterling, if you notice, Sterling swapped sides. He moved away from Tanganga, went over to have a go at Davis. And, you know, nine out of ten fullbacks would have trouble against Sterling in his pace. So I'll sort of give a little shout-out to Davis, but Tanganga was our, was our star player, if you could have such a thing, an abject performance like that. Okay, um, let me give my um, bright sparks, and I'll come to Cam to give us the, his summary on that. So Tanganga was the only one, as I said, who I thought played really well. Um, I saw little glimpses from uh, from Kane and Son, but not enough. And I can't blame those guys because they can't play. The rest of them, no. But Tanganga was the only guy I think who deserved any merit from that that match. Cam, your thoughts? Well, I mean, without a doubt, Tanganga. Um, my thoughts really are that. Um, I think that uh, Bell and, uh, and Delhi came on at 3-0 down. I mean, what did they have to lose? So they just went for it. They couldn't. What could have worse could have happened? We could have gone 5-0 down. I mean, my problem, problem with the game, whole game was, Ray, in terms of talking about the positives, was that when we started the game, the, the um, every single player's uh, body language said, when will City score? Just let's get it over with. Take goals in, so we can be back to normal practice can be resumed. It just never looked like that uh, um, we actually there was going to anything else would happen. Um, I think that Hobie uh, uh, tried very hard in the midfield. I don't think it was a penalty. I think it was very harshly done by. 
Um, and I think that uh, apart from that, he probably had a reasonably good game. Him and Tanganga and probably Bell with a couple of um, sharp moves that he did were about it. Um, Kane, what can he, what could he have done in this game with that midfield behind him without anybody? I think that, you know, with the, who was providing anything? Anybody in that midfield could put a ball forward or make a pass? Because Lamella can't pass, Anomale can't pass, Mora can't pass. So if Kane don't pass to Son and Son don't pass to Kane, there isn't anybody else. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that is a problem with the team, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. One thing I like about it is that little cameo from Bale shows that he still hasn't got it. He can do it. This is the best team in the league. And he can't do it. He just needs to have a bit more faith in him, I think, that he could do it on a regular basis. Yeah, that's it. So um, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to come to each of you for a good takeaway and a bad takeaway from this match. So I'm going to start with Steve. Tell me what your high point is and what your low point is from the match. Well, I think probably the high point was the little cameo towards the end with Bale beating three players with quick feet. And once he'd done that difficult bit, he should have scored. But you can't say that when he's he's only got into that position because he's had such quick feet to beat three three probably three three players in a defence that's likely to win the league. And he needs some time, I, I think, on the field. He can't have done any worse from starting than Mora. Um, the other takeaway is that we've got to have footballers who can use both their feet. Lamella is so one sided with his feet that it's just it's embarrassing. And in t- to to a degree Bale's like that, but at least he tries with his right. So the takeaways, Bale, nice little cameo at the end, and we've got to have players who can use both their feet. Excellent point, Steve. Thanks very much. That's really good. I like that. Cam? Right, so for my, my the, the worst takeaway here is obviously we, the whole of the defence, apart from probably Tanganga, are a complete waste of space and time. And there is no way that, that we are not going to be shipping three, four, five goals going forward. Um, I would like to say very much that we all uh, remember the uh, headless chicken defending that we were doing at the beginning of the season when they were a bit fitter. Now they're all tired and mentally t- exhausted as well as physically exhausted to keep that up. And we're now seeing the result of that. So the takeaway for me is the fact that that we can't defend to save our lives. We couldn't before, but at least we were more energetic. Now the chickens are coming home to roost, so to speak. Um, big problems there. So for me, I, I would, if I was a manager, accept that most of these players are no good, and let's look to the youth, put Rodon on, put Tanganga on. Put the uh, only person I'd put on all the time consistently is Toby, and then let's see what we can do uh, at left-back. We get regular on back, we might have a, a semblance of a defence. Um, the good takeaway, I agree with uh, um, Steve about Bell, but you'd expect me to say that. I think that you, you, you played, look, he's tried the Bergwines, he's tried the, 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 the Endomalays, he's tried all these people in midfield, he's tried Mora, he's tried Lamella, he's tried everybody, but he hasn't tried Delhi and Bell. And they both played together, and we looked like a, a half, well, at least looked like a football team for a few minutes. My point being simply that, that, that if they had worked, if Andombele and all these other uh, players had worked, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. Clearly, it hasn't worked, so, could we, so let's try something different. I, my takeaway positive would be Bell Delhi play constantly all the time until one of them drops, and uh, um, at least we know that they can probably pass the ball better than Mora, Lamella, and uh, and Dombele and Bergwijn put together. So we have nobody who can pass the ball in midfield, put in somebody who can Okay, great. So from my point of view, um, uh, the good takeaway is that we finally found that Harry Kane actually can take a good free kick. 
Because he's got it well. Let me hit the next one. He can actually do it. So that's a good takeaway for me. I didn't know that before. Yeah. We don't have enough time to discuss the bad takeaways, but I have to agree with Cam. I think he stole my thunder. The whole defence needs to go. Except for Region and Tanganga, that whole defence needs rebuilding and in the summer. Because while that defence is there, we're not going to win anything. I mean, Lloris is, is busted flush now, finished. Dyer's never been good at centre-back. I don't know why Toby's not playing. And Sanchez is just like, you know, he's like, he's absolutely worse than useless. So, you know, these guys have just got to go. If we want to be an elite team, we're going to have decent players. So these guys are going to go. Okay, so the last few minutes of the podcast, I want to ask everyone. Can, can I add my, my good takeaway there? Oh, sorry, did I not? It's okay, Missy. No. But it's sorry, okay. I, 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 I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna say a bad takeaway because we all know. We all know this. This is oh, nothing sorry, new yeah. that's been coming. My good takeaway though is uh, we're one one match closer to the end of the season. You know, hopefully, <laughs> Euro, Euro, Europa League is, is is really our only bet now. I'm definitely don't. We're not getting top four, not at all. <laughs> no, we no, like exactly to get not. top six. Yeah, um, which you know, probably won't happen. Sorry for not. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Europa League. We still we're still in there. Hopefully, we might have a run there. Okay, guys. Let's spend the last few minutes now talking about where we go from here. I'm going to start on this, and then I'll I'll give you each of you guys a chance to say where do we go from here. Where do we go from here again? Damn, stole my thunder. We're not going to finish top four. We're going to finish top ten if we're lucky. This is just a, a this is just a prelude to the what's going to happen in the Carling Cup final or the Carabao, whatever it's called, Caramel Cup. With people, yeah. we're going to get washed away there. Europa League, we might make a get to the last eight or something until we meet a decent team, then we'll get beaten. Uh, and that's it, really. I mean, we're going to be outside. We're doing Europa League again next year, and we're going to be outside the top six. So, and and from where we go, I think we should get rid of Mourinho. Now it hasn't worked. He doesn't have the players he needs. He's not going to get the money. Let's get a new manager in the new season. Give him a pre-season to to work with the team, get his own players in, and let's take it from there. Steve, what do you think? Where do we go from here? Well, I think we should try, really try the Europa League because winning that, I think, gives you a place in the Champions League. So that's really our main avenue, I think, now, if we could possibly do that. Um, I, I would also look at how Leicester are doing. What 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 is their recruitment policy? How do they get the players they get and then Leicester City, and we can't get those players. I mean, they are vibrant. I saw them beat Liverpool today, 3-1. Although it's a fantastic pass from, I think, Fabinho in that. It's worth watching. I shouldn't say that on this podcast, really. So I think we need to try and replicate a sort of recruitment policy that, that Leicester City appear to have done, and look maybe slightly outside of the box, look at the lower leagues, because we can't compete with uh, Manchester City. We can't compete with Manchester United in terms of who we purchase. So we've got to look a bit more widely and a bit more imaginatively. Yeah, I mean, so just an example, just building up on your point, I'm getting some echo there. Yeah. Um, Timothy Castagna was one that was available we didn't go for. Well, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what the reasoning is for this, whether it's, um, you know, Levy being Levy, because he doesn't want to pay what, what people are asking for. There is going to be a premium for um, for Spurs. We will have to pay a bit more than, say, Leicester City would for a player. But um, we won't have to pay as much as if Man City or Man United were going for a player. Sure. Uh, so we've got to be a bit more cute and bring players through as well. You know, we've still got Skip, who's doing well at Norwich. And could he do any worse than the Winks or Sissoko in that midfield? I don't think he could. OK, Jan, I... I... I'm oh, sorry. Jan, do you want to go ahead? 
Yeah, uh, what 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 needs to change? What to look forward to? Um, the season's basically over. Like uh, like Steve said, like I was saying, Europa League is our only chance. But realistically, a, a good team will beat us. But this is this is really Mourinho's time to prove himself. He's a cup specialist. Hopefully, he can do something there. Um, other than that, I mean, it's like I want to blame him for this season, but the, the the team has been lacking for for two or three seasons. It's not this is not his team. You know, this is this is a team that Pochettino had and knew he had to replace and and change and should have been given that opportunity, and just wasn't. You know, and and I can only blame one person, which is Daniel Levy. And nothing will change until Ian Ian I C change. That's just these effects. This is a money making club, and that's about it. Um, yeah, you're right. It's just a it's just a business. It's not really run as a football club, is it? It's so, not a football club. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Cam, do you want to go ahead next? What's your yeah, what you from here? My take is very simple here. I think that you need to look very clearly at the um, players that Mourinho has brought in. I think he brought seven, eight players in. All of them are absolutely hopeless. What player would you say uh, deserves to have been in that team? Apart from Regulon, who was injured, and Hoybier. Okay, I'll take those two out. Um, but we, what we needed in terms of building the team, in terms of getting someone to play with Kane or getting someone in creative in midfield who could actually pass the ball, we haven't got anybody. So we've had to revert back to the players that we had before um, this came about. My other concern was that tomorrow, I mean, yesterday, there was a press report about a meeting between um, the executives at Spurs about the fact that we spent so much on a stadium the coronavirus hasn't helped. We're probably worse off financially than any of the other clubs in our in our in the top ten or top in the Premiership, and it is not going to get any better over the next few years. And the question for you guys is: Is Mourinho the man to take you forward when there is no money to buy big players, to which can buy you the cups? And if he's not, then who is the play, uh, manager that can come out of here that can actually bring in players? Um, w- without much money and make it make the club successful. I really don't have the answer right now. Where do we go? I think that we have one target and one thing alone that we can maybe, maybe try and make this our little competition where we could probably win, and that is to finish ahead of Arsenal. I think that's the only thing that we, we've really got to look forward to. Potentially, we're five points above, um, the, get on equal games, so we've we got a bit of a head start. And I believe that the, um, the, the, the away to Arsenal will be our cup final, will be our Champions League final, and that will be it. Okay. That's great. Thanks very much, everybody. You know, it's been a bit of a depressing day. Every podcast seems to be really depressing. I'm sorry about that, but what can we do? <laughs> uh, thanks to all our listeners and our viewers. Spurs 9501 podcast. This is Ray saying goodbye. Uh, Steve? Uh, Jam? You guys have a good night or a good one, wherever you are. Cam? I love Steve's muted goodbye, but I'll say the words for him. Goodbye, everybody, and come on, you Spurs. I'm sure one day it's got to get better. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.